You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Our latest version of Good Fat Life came out, yes. which is stunningly beautiful if I'm not if we do, if do say so ourselves. ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but when one of the things I want to bring up, so this week for me, the I'm doing a talk on finding your North Star for the 2020s, yeah. the decade. I love that. Um, with the Women's Exchange of Ashtana. And I'm really mm-hmm. excited. That's Wednesday. So if you are a um, business owner, um, entrepreneur, or just want to hang out and network with some amazing women, uh, go to www.business.com uh, and learn more about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be interesting. And you're always such a good speaker. So. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it's well, speaking of good speakers, we have got an amazing guest with us today. Name is Kis- Kismet Andrews, and I don't normally do this, but um, I want to introduce Kiz. But I'm going to introduce her, you, her in her own words. In her own words, right. because usually I like to use my words, but I'm going to use Kiz because hers are Our perfection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kismet is a nature-loving modern-day nomad in relentless pursuit of creating a balance between the constant flow of right-brained creative ideas and practical left-brain matters like numbers. This is probably why we connected, right? (laughs) Right, So I I love that. Yeah. We need both. The love child of a stud muffin and a princess. (laughs) Which I can't wait to hear more about. (laughs) It was her grandmother who taught her at a young age how to stir the pot. And she means literally. Mm-hmm. After studying midwifery in her 20s, she spent years in a conventional healthcare setting providing um, mediation, conflict resolution, executive support, and developing campus wide projects. She ditched all that in her 50s, returned to the garden, grabbed her bowl and spoon, and gave birth to low, low body care. She makes a remarkable French onion soup from a third generation cookbook, invests in destructive innovation, mm-hmm. supports a kindness pandemic, and is an avid cheerleader of anyone brave enough to pursue their dreams. I mean, yeah. how can you not? I just know. Like, how do you I not t- want to sit and have a chat with this chick? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Exactly. So, kids, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to Good Fat Life. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good morning. Oh, very well. Thank you. Thank you I for joining your, us. Uh, your theme song in the beginning. That was... Uh, <laughs> A good wake up number. Uh, thank you. <laughs> did it did it make you just chuckle a little bit? <laughs> yeah. It always makes me want to like just go skip off with like a fishing pole or something. <laughs> I was told they had to be quiet, otherwise you would have heard me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good. So so tell us. I mean, you know, we Karen and I like to chat and there's so many places we could start with um with you you and and your experiences is where you are so what would you like to start with start from the very very beginning (laughs) (laughs) so so now i always wondered where kismet came from because it's such a uh care an an interesting name but with a stud muffin and And princess princess. for parents yes (laughs) well um I, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of digress here. When I was in kindergarten, um, the name was horrific as a, as a child in school. Um, I was called everything from, uh, you can imagine the, the nicknames that um, 
I was rendered. Mm -hmm. I asked my mom, uh, where was I? Where did the name come from? And she went to the closet and pulled out a shoebox. And on the shoebox was the name Kismet. And it's like, oh, this just can't be. She says, no, really. What happened was is that my dad really wanted a boy. And my mom really wanted a girl. And she was reading a book at the time about um, a prince in uh, the Middle East whose name was Kismet. Hmm. And so that's where the name came from. So I guess it was just fate. Wow. Yeah, yeah there's a play with yeah. the main character. Yeah, Kismet. So. Yeah. Huh. It's Kismet, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a nude beach in New York somewhere, I think. Someone said. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, Sounds like your uh, parents might have gone there once or twice. Yeah. It sounds like they might have liked nude beaches. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so tell us, I mean, so Kiz and I met um, at one of the uh, Vogue, uh, knitting shows mm-hmm. and um, she makes this and, and I don't remember exactly the details, but I'm sure it's because I came to your booth to learn more about your um, body care products. So, so tell us about that. And I have a little sample here that I want to share. I'm going to open your subscription that the latest one I got. So, so tell us about how that all evolved and, um, so when I was in a, when I was in my teens, um, my grandmother taught me to make her form of skincare, which was we called it goop. It was just this big pot of goop, and um, I can very fondly remember driving to this store and that store and oh the gardens and um, gathering all of these ingredients and whipping up this goop, and then there would be a line out of her door of women that would just come and thank her for this big pot of stuff. And it really looked like a big pot of goo. And, you know, as a teen, it's sort of depreciation isn't quite there. But (laughs) it stick with me was the amount of women that came by and thanked her profusely for what she had given them. And um, so fast forward, I'm now working in a conventional hospital um, and I was asked to decorate two facilities during the holidays for Christmas and asked about funding uh, in order to do that and was told to go have a bake sale. I don't cook. Um, So I took my grandmother's formula, reformulated it, and then during my lunch hour, put a table up outside the cafeteria in a very strategic location because it was right by the front door and (laughs) began to sell um, the lotion bars. This was probably 15 years ago. Um, as uh, to raise funds for the decorations. And so we would sell our ass off and uh, gather the funds, buy the decorations, and then uh, raffle them off and then prepare for the following year. Um, What I did not know at the time was that I was actually creating a business and I was left with the business because when about four or five years into it, the administration had changed and they were no longer looking for someone to decorate both facilities. Um, I was left with a business, um, had not even thought that far ahead. And so I had to make a decision what I was going to do. Was I going to continue to, um, to continue to work at the hospital or was I going to, um, to make a break and honor what I had been taught when I was a child or in a teen and um, see what happens. And so that's the road I took. It's fascinating. And the the other thing I love about it is that as a grandma, Mm -hmm. you know, with, Mm -hmm. I've got little, little grand one, Mm -hmm. grand babies. um, It's so exciting 
to think that, you know, we can have those kinds of adventures together. Yeah. And leave an impression like that, lasting impression. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that your grandma gave you that legacy, um, that Uh you get to, that you stepped in so beautifully. So talk a little bit about the products, um, that, that you have. Yeah. Um, so from the very beginning, it was important to me that I create a sustainable product, um, in sustainable packaging and, um, that was always kind of the root of what we were, of what I wanted to do. And so as that has evolved, I have, I'm continually cleaning up my act as new innovations come in. Um, but in essence, we make, um, I want to say about 49 different scented lotion bars. Um, we do lip balms. We do a facial moisturizer, which is phenomenal. Um, we do a cuticle intensive, um, stuff for feet probiotic deodorants and soap. Yeah. I'm pretty much going to limit it to right there. Wow. Um, we rebranded last year and I'm so excited because we finally um, went to a label that uses no water. It is crushed mineral and um, they're very long lasting. So it's super sustainable. So when you buy a, a bar, um, not only is the, is the product inside sustainable, but so is the total packaging. So, so I have a little bit of a I'm sample excited. here, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, Kismet has this um, subscription service that mm-hmm. I have, I belong to. And so every month, and you can choose how often you want to get it, right? Right. So I think I get mine monthly. And, Fun. Um, so anyway, so I'm opening it. So it's got this wonderful little note here. Um and it says, we hope you and your family stay healthy and deeply appreciate your support in keeping our global community safe from cooties. <laughs> I like that. So, and this packaging is wonderful. In fact, I repurpose it to send out packages that I'm going to send, mm-hmm. um, right? And so she's got some fun things that show how to, with directions on using the products and then some feedbacks. Uh-huh. Um, and so what I get is um, a to-go, a little, a small, a small, I don't know if you can see it, but it's a small, this one is lemongrass. It's a head-to-toe to, head to toe moisturizer, quick absorbing, and echo luscious. Oh, let me smell that. Yeah, it, it is. It sounds it smells, delicious. It, it smells delicious. And then I get a soap. Mm. And wow. then, um, and the soaps are in these wonderful pack packaging. I, I love the packaging. I gives them it the thing that I I have to say about your packaging though is, I don't want to I don't want to even throw the soap. I know. Packaging. I know. It's so right, charming. Right? Yeah. It's like how yeah. can I reuse this? Right. So, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could also use it in the garden. Just throw it in with the the compost pile. There you go. Yeah. That's my that's my next thing is to get the um, one of those compost bins mm-hmm. and yeah. and uh, great idea good to know yeah. Um, so, yeah go ahead so Kismet how, how did your grandma know how to make goop did she just was it kind of like she threw a pinch in here and something in there or was it like a long lost family recipe from her grandma or you know I I want to say it was a long lost recipe from her grandmother but I don't exactly know I do I do remember her talking about. Um, what they used back when she was a child and what her, her grandparents and her mom and her aunts used uh, for skincare. And I think she kind of took a little bit of this and a little bit of that and, and put it together. But I can tell you, 
I'm in my mid-60s and I have more wrinkles on my skin than my grandmother did when she passed away in her 90s. Um, You know, a lot of it is environmental, I'm sure, you know, what different different time frame uh, with what we're eating. But her face was, she was completely wrinkle-free. It was amazing and it was healthy. So um, one of the things that I do remember her telling me when I was a teen that shocked me was that um, she said that uh, her her aunties and her would fight over baby diapers. Um, and it's like, why? And because she said they would take the, the diaper, the cloth diapers, and they would pat their face with it uh, after the baby had peed because of the uric acid. Oh, they were serious about their skincare. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah, so, wow. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, huh. That's that's yeah. fascinating. So so that said, so what are the things? What are some of the things that make your products so different than you know the what's on the market? Other things on the market. Um, well, first of all, it's a solid, so it's in a can. It doesn't leak, spill. It lasts a long time. Not only does the the physical product last, um, but it also once you apply it to your skin, it goes down deep into the layers, and you can go wash five and six times. You don't have to reapply. So, um, and the ingredients, uh, most of the ingredients are organic. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I support local farms. Um, there's a, a cute little couple that lives, oh, I want to say about an hour from me where I get the beeswax from. So there's a lot of love, a love, a lot of love poured into those, into those bars as well. Uh, facial moisturizer is amazing. Um, it's a good value for the dollar, uh, always have to talk dollar and cents, right? Because that plays into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll last a year, whereas oftentimes you have to go and, and, and buy three or four jars of it. <clears throat> As a traveler, um, the bars are extremely handy because it's one product. You can put a little, little in your hair, you can put it on your, on your body, and uh, you don't have to worry about it exploding or breaking in your luggage. You're talking about the the soap bars, right? These bars. I uh, know the the um the these guys. If you travel with these, it's just one product. That's all you need. What can, can I... it totally moisturizes head to toe? So you can use it on your body as a moisturizer, or you pop it out. And look, I've got a lot of uh, I can get a lot of frizz, so I just put it on my hands and scrunch it in my hair, and the frizz goes away. Wow. Yeah. So do you make these products in your home, Kismet? No, I have a shop. Uh, my facility is um, about 2,500 square feet. Wow. I started off in my in my house. Um, my house had a, a dark room built into it, and that's where I would make all my lotions and potions. And then I took over the office that was attached to the dark room. And then I took over the, the three bedrooms downstairs. And by that time, it was like, all right, I've got to find someplace else to go. Yeah. So yeah, she's got yeah. a big, she's got quite a production. She's really grown yeah. this. It's a, it's a true story of starting in the dark room, right? Yeah. Or starting in the kitchen and growing to this huge warehouse. And she ships, you ship all over the, all over the place. Yeah. We ship all over the world. And, um, we are small enough to where it's completely scalable and manageable, and uh, we're 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 big enough to where it's a challenge. So it's it's that nice sweet spot. Yeah. So tell us about the scents because the scents that's actually I'm sure that's why how I met you is that um, at her booth she has like 
a gazillion cents oh, of, wow. of the products. And mm-hmm. so you're like, well, I need this one. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I need that one. And it's like pretty soon you've got a dozen because they're all so wonderful. Yeah. So how do you – tell us about so that. The scent, so the scent part, portion of the product is just as important as the actual ingredients themselves because the scent um, affects you on a very different level. Uh, a lot of times through memory or it creates a memory. And so um, that the part, that's the part that tickles me the most. I can't tell you, Sherry, but it's like when you, when a customer comes up or a friend comes up and picks a bar up and then deeply inhales and goes, oh my God, this reminds me of my grandmother or mm-hmm. it reminds me of my pony or it reminds me of, of something from, from far back. Or the sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sixties. Yeah. 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 A lot of times you get, ooh, that reminds me of the 60s. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like people love patchouli or they hate yeah. it. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. So that that part affects us on a very different level. And it's just as important as the part that um, that's deeply moisturizing. So uh, we I try and limit my sense. Um, and yet I want enough to wear... Um, and to where something will trigger a memory or will create a memory. Like there's a, um, a well-known fiber designer who came up to me one day at a show and she said, Oh, I got to tell you. She says, I, I, I used to have a bar called Cabana Boy. She says, I took Cabana Boy to the Puerto uh, Vallarta. I knitted an aqua sock on the beach and I forever will remember that vacation. Um, with the three different things. You've got the color, you've got the scent, and then you've got the beautiful setting. Uh, we also, our bars have been sold at uh, the Westin in on Kauai for years. And people write us and call us all the time and say, oh my gosh, we were on our honeymoon. We picked up a bar and I still want that scent because it reminds us, us of when we were on our honeymoon. Mm, so lovely. it's touching people at a different level and it's just, yeah. And that's the part that's fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could totally get that. Yeah. Um, so, what are the? How do you come up with a sense? Is it just something that resonates with you, or it does? Yeah, um, I have a really good nose. Um, <laughs> a really good nose. <laughs> like I probably should have gone into uh, you know people that that uh, grade chocolate or, or coffee. Um, yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not. It's it's not it's not quite easy. And like, it's, it's one of those etheric things that's really hard to describe. Um, I just had something pop up on my computer. So let me get rid of that. Um, oh boy. I, so if I, if I, if I, if I come up with a set, so I'm, I'm out, I'm outside someplace and I'm walking along a path and I'll smell something. And not only do I pick up the smell of the earth and the, and the dew on the leaves, I can also mm. smell a flower that may be, quite a ways away that you can't see just because it's drifting in the air. And so all of that together then creates its own scent. And I try and pour that into the product. Um, But then the other, the other part of it is that if I take that and I mix it to something that already has another scent, oftentimes it changes. So it's a matter of working through and kind of capturing what that was. Um, I just had a customer write me and said, Oh, can you do me a custom scent? And it, I remember two of the components. I don't remember the third. It was fascinating, and, and I would love the opportunity to try and do that. But it was bergamot, mahogany, and there was something else. 
So it's like, I'm up for a good challenge. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, but, but that, because what you just said was like, describe the essence of good fat life, right? Mm-hmm. That feeling yeah. of multiple layers of but smell, fe- of and, smell yeah. and fe- but feeling yeah. good. The earth and the environment. Yeah, right. Yeah. Organic. And, yeah. Multidimensional. And, but there's, there's a quality that is almost indescribable, but you know it when you, you know it when you experience yeah, it, right? It's, it's very yeah. centering and yeah, yeah it makes it's, you feel. It lives in the etheric realm where it's almost sometimes there's no words that really describe what you're trying to say. It's um, that becomes a challenge when you try and bring over that, that lives in that realm to, to hear. But um, I can oftentimes do it with scent, which is interesting. Well, that's a gift. That's really a great gift. You're very lucky you have that. Um, and, you know, uh, they say really smell is uh, when you smell, and you have those memories. That's really like a sort of a form of time travel. And the more you get centered and smell and just layered into it, like it really takes you literally like back to that moment. So that's a great gift oh, to give yeah. to people. And yeah. uh, um, and then she puts um, she I won't give it away, but she on her soaps she has words and sayings on her soap. So when you go to use your soap every day, you uh-huh. get this reminder of <laughs> something like wonderful, right? It's another little moment yeah. of take yeah. me a, take me away. Yeah, and <laughs> so, there is something about using a bar of soap too. What? I'm sorry. I was just saying there is something about using like a bar of soap on your body yeah. rather than like the right. gels and stuff. There is something that's very satisfying yeah. about washing with a bar too. Yeah. Exactly. The other thing that um, besides the packaging and we've changed that little thing inside the packaging, we're actually asking people to write a little note in the box and pass it on. Let's see how far it can, it can go so that you're, it's a form of recycling and regifting and, it's kind of like an extra little gift that people can see inside. In our large bars, um, not the smaller ones that Sherry has, we, the bigger bars, we do actually put um, motivational quotes inside. Uh, it's kind of like a fortune cookie. So you open the, the package and then you've, you've got a, a message for the day. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. That. yeah. So she's, she really, uh, is mind has been mindful to create an experience. Yes. Right. So you're mm-hmm. not just getting a product for your face or whatever. It's just like layer after layer after layer mm-hmm. of experience with an amazing sustainable product. Right. So I just think Thank you're you. brilliant. Yeah. Kismet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and intentionally mindful. And um, so what I, I just have to ask, cause I've never asked you before. I didn't know about, is it midwifery or midwifery? Midwifery. Midwifery. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so can you just talk a minute about that? I'm curious to what, what that was. Yeah. Like. Um, I studied midwifery when um, I lived in California, and this was, oh my gosh, I want to say it was about 25 years ago. And I was at the point where I was looking to apprentice under somebody. And back then, being a midwife, which is different than being um, a midwife at a hospital, uh, was illegal. And Mm -hmm. I lived in the Central Valley, and the closest person that I could find that would, um, that I could apprentice under lived in Santa Cruz. So we're talking about a two and a half hour, three hour drive, um, which really doesn't work when you're birthing babies. Um, You Mm -hmm. kind of need to be there sooner, much more, 
sooner. So I ended up moving to Oregon um, because midwifery was illegal at that point and uh, moved my family to Oregon on a, on a whim uh, with a, with the, with the goal in mind of uh, apprenticing. And as fate would have it, the minute I got to Oregon, they were undergoing a big political situation with uh, midwives and I would have to wait a year in order to apprentice under somebody. So um, where I was living at the time, the neighborhood knew of my, my background and my skills and said, Hey, there's a job at the hospital. Would you consider working there? Um, and okay. you know, sometimes you always have to try the right. other side. So it's like working in the conventional hospital was, was not where I was going to go, but I ended up going and ended up staying there like 22 years. Um, so I did. And uh, my midwifery skills actually came in very, very handy uh, when my husband went into hospice three years ago. And um, never realized the correlation between the two, but it was it was a transition. Both are transitions, and it was a transition at the other end of life. And um, it was a beautiful experience. I would I would say it was just as beautiful as as any birth is. It was amazing. So uh, at some point, maybe I'll become a true granny midwife. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm, I'm giving birth to other things right now. So. I love that. I really, you're, you're right. I've, I've had the pleasure of being with people when they pass away and it is just as beautiful and peaceful as a, as a birth. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's an honor to be, to be able to hold space and have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I have like sort of a spiritual bon voyage. I always call it. So is uh, a doula and a midwife, are they, the, is that the same term or is it no, a little bit different? Uh, the doula uh, assists midwives, um, but the midwife is actually takes, does the whole birthing process. Okay. They assist, uh, they actually assist the mother. It's not, whereas in a conventional setting, oftentimes it's the doctor that's orchestrating everything. As a midwife, you allow the woman to sort of set the mood and the tone and you're just there to to troubleshoot, let's just say that, mm-hmm. to help her in this process and help the experience yeah and then a doula helps this and assist the midwife so it takes a team it takes a village it does but what i'm loving but i'm what i'm really loving about this conversation is that um life is a journey and and we if we're open if we're open to it you can build on it so one thing leads to the next thing leads to the next thing and I, i remember feeling when i was um you know, going into college, like at the end that, oh my gosh, I have to make these decisions and they're going to affect the rest of my life. But that just isn't true. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, well, yeah. step in, step into what's here right, and what feels uh-huh. right. And then you never know where that next thing will lead. But if you're open, it can right. be pretty darn amazing. <laughs> right? It really can. I mean, if you're open, right. you really do see door open doors everywhere. Yeah. yeah if you're curious <laughs> and willing. Don't you ladies find it amazing too that you 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 step in whether willingly or begrudgingly <laughs> and you learn skills or something happens in that experience and 20 years go by and then you pull that back in and realize how valuable that was and I think that that's something that a lot of people especially when you're younger don't realize that that happens mm-hmm. um 
Right. And but, it's, and it was, um, in my morning meditation, it was about co-creating with God. I like that. And, mm-hmm. and that if, if we can just be kind of accepting, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh my gosh, this is in me. I don't know if I want to do this my whole life, but for right now, this is an interesting, this is where I am and do it from a, um, a fully kind of all in space. Mm-hmm. It's just going to lead you to the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. And if you right. think back in your life, it's almost like a pin map because we always say with us, like we did, we, this is totally unexpected, but we knew we'd be here the whole time. You know, right. like you look right. back and you go, right. oh, well, that led me here. And like you said, you don't realize it at the time, but it is leading you on your path where you're supposed to be going, whether you do something completely different and, it, you know, it pops up later, but everything mm-hmm is building to the next thing and opening the next door for you. So yeah, I totally. All interconnected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, and then it's fun. Yeah. Right. Right. And then you're like, what opportunity is coming my way today? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. We get curious. Right. right? Didn't they curious. used to say yeah. opportunist was a bad thing? I think it's a fantastic thing. Like, yeah, I love just everything's an opportunity. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's um it's a but it's also an attitude and a mindset. And oh. right? Yeah. yeah. So totally. well, it's been such a delight to visit with you and learn more about you and your products and um and you. and your journey, which is so fun. And I should I will say if it's okay with you that you have a very limited wardrobe. And, and, um, I don't know, I don't know anybody who's been able to make that work. And so if you're comfortable talking about that for a minute. Totally. Um, I, uh, right before COVID hit, um, it actually started last year. I was in a 4,000 square foot house and my closet was as large as a small bedroom. Um, literally I don't also have a tendency to throw clothes away. I buy higher end or I buy one of a kind clothes, let's just say, which oftentimes costs a little bit more than something that you run target and get. So there are a lot of them are just pieces of art. And um, I decided to, to become, um, to get rid of stuff. And I whittled my wardrobe down to 10 items, uh, not counting everywhere. Uh, just the outer 10 items. And I have to say, I've actually added two pieces. Um, so now I'm up to, up to, to 12. 12. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as it, so was that, was that, can you talk about the energy of that for just a second? Was it freeing for you? Was it hard? Um, how did it feel emotional? No, it, was, it was difficult. It was also exceedingly freeing. Um, it was like, um, because each each piece each piece that I own contained a memory. I could tell you where I bought it, how I felt at the time I purchased it, um, what it felt like when I wore it, and I was uh, shedding the skin that I had created at, in essence over all these years and starting anew. Um, so it was really difficult. It was so freeing. It was. It was. It was just something I just felt that I wanted to do. And on this side of it, I still remember and look back fondly on certain items. But I tell you, it is so freeing. And 
during the process, during the process, there were times when I was so tempted to go out and buy something because I just, I fell in love with it. And it's like, wait a minute, how is that going to work with everything else? And let's just give this a chance. Let's just, let's just try this for a while. And now I can appreciate things where they are. I don't have to have them in my closet. And, um, but I also, if I want something, uh, if it speaks to me on a really huge level, then I also get it. But I am unencumbered, so to speak. And uh, trying to figure out what I'm going to wear is, is, never, is never an issue. Well, I'll save that part. <laughs> well, I love, I love that you said that you're trying it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, let's try it and see. I can yeah. always, I can always um, do something different if I don't like this. And so, totally. so as you're talking, I'm going, I don't know. I don't know. But then when you said that, it's like, well, trying something is a whole different thing yeah. that I have. To, it's kind of like we were saying, it's like, just step into this for a little bit mm-hmm. and right. see where it goes. Right. And then right? you don't yeah. have the, you know, if you're just trying it, it's not like, I'm going to do this for five years and or then the you rest fail. of my if life. You just try. Yeah. yeah. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, Kismet, if people want to know, um, if they want to find your Lolo Bars, and where would they go? Oh, lolobody.com or lolobodycare.com. So it's L-O-L-O-B-O-D-Y.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, under and Twitter under the same lolobody.com. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we also list um, um, on our website, we also have, have a list of stores that carry our product. Okay. And as we all know, stores are in a in a flux of being open or curbside or whatever. But we really encourage our customers to purchase local first to help support that economy. Mm-hmm. And if not, then feel free to order from us, and we usually ship within um, within two days. Yeah, we're not like an Amazon, but we do we do ship with we do ship really quickly. Well, and and as I was able to show your. If um, when you do receive your package from you, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so yeah. yeah. I love that. I love so, seeing them show up. Before you go, Kismet, what is next yeah. for your company? You and your company. Do you have um, plans for the future? Or oh, I do. I'm um, my um, my dad's light is going out, and so I'm kind of sticking close to Washington right now. Uh, I do see a move for me. In my future to probably Arizona, uh, perhaps Nevada. I'm not sure which. I'm leaning more towards Arizona. And I am looking at building a monolithic dome home on some property. Um, so I will either move the business there I or I will go back and forth. Yeah. So, All uh, exciting stuff. Yeah. We, I can't wait to see the house. <laughs> yeah. That sounds yeah. exciting and um, like a great adventure. Oh. Life should be an adventure, right? For sure. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Big adventure. Yeah. yeah. It is a big adventure. So thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. And then, um, and so Karen, um, many things I want to, I just want to remind our readers about the, our listeners about the Women's um, Exchange of Washtenaw Conference on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And you can go to www.business.com. And um, I will be a guest speaker. And they have uh, 
a dozen amazing speakers and forums. So it's really going to be all fun. Virtual. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's all virtual, so you can go from wherever you are. And um, yes, Good Fat Life magazine, the new issue is out. I don't know if you can see that. I'm not <laughs> sure I got it right. There we go. The oh, new, cool. the new camera is that? Yeah, yeah out. Isn't that beautiful? I it love just it. is. Such, I've had so many people say that they just want to be that person in the picture, right? They just feel <laughs> like they're wanting to walk into. And just the feel of the magazine. I've We've gotten a lot of great comments. It just feels so great this time. So yeah, rich just rich. Yeah. yeah. So can Karen, yeah. Karen, what else is coming up from if any things? Um, am I forgetting something that I was supposed to say or talk? Should we? <laughs> so no, you can just go to goodfatlife.com. Yes, and go to goodfatlife.com. And yeah. find out what's going on. And um, yeah, we have a tea party um, oh, yeah. in November mm-hmm. uh, where, where we will be making hats. Hats with Michelle Wellness. With, yeah. and, and having tea and um, supporting a local charity. And, and then, December, and then December, we'll be doing a vision board. Yes, and uh, with tea, a tea party and supporting a local charity. And we've got lots of really fun, cool things coming up. So yeah, so look on the website www.goodfatlife.com to find out about those events and click on subscribe. There you go. Yep, there you go. So thank you. It's been amazing.